Welcome to Views from the Porch, a podcast where we explore what it looks like to survive and thrive in your young adult years. Each week, we talk about the biggest challenges facing young adults today and how to overcome them from God's Word based on our weekly experience in leading thousands of young adults at the porch. For more info on The Porch, visit theporch.live. Thank you for joining. What's up, guys? This is David. We are back with another episode of Views from the Porch, and I'm joined with J.D. Rogers. What's up? And Mrs. Laura Eldridge. Hey, y'all. And we are getting right into it today because we got some ground to cover. Yes. I am so excited. Uh, We just did a 2020 year in review on the last episode, but on this one, we're going to go through uh, the Porchy's favorite top 10 views from the porch of 2020. And it's going to be really exciting. Like this could potentially be like a gold mine for anyone that's listening. And like, you're going to want to share this with everyone because basically, you know, you guys were the voters, you were the guys with the listeners and uh, the most listened to the top 10 of 2020, we're going to tell you what they are. And then David here is going to give a, like a flying overview, a two minute recap of each of these things. And it's a very diverse group of topics. And so if you're looking for just quick resources on some of the most asked and wondered questions um, right now to young adults, this is your episode. I'm so excited. It's it's our version of the People's Choice Awards. Yes. Yes. The people have chosen. And we're here just to give the people what they want. And so, you ready, David? I am ready. I am timing you, okay? Wait, I thought we were going to read through the entire list and then go back through. Okay, sure. Do you want to do that or you want me to? You go. Sitting at number 10, <laughs> views from the porch, we have... Why can't I stop sinning? Ooh. I ask that question every day, and guess what? So did Paul. Oldie but a goodie. The next one, number nine, the purpose of prayer. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Number eight, dating category, classic, Christians versus cultural. We'll go with what that means in a little bit. Number seven, single, dating, and in between during quarantine. Been there. Number six, how to work at work. Five, politically correct. Social Justice featuring Vody Bauckham. Mm. Number four, How to Think for Yourself. Number three, Becoming Undefendable. Number two, another dating one, Flirting. One of my faves. And sitting at number one, I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie, kind of the sleeper. I mean, I was surprised by this. I was so surprised. Is the Old Testament relevant to my life? Wow, people want to know. Do I have to read all these boring books? Yeah, that is that was really surprising. Yeah, and and it's honestly such a good question. And so, let's do this. I'm going to set up a two minute clock, and I'm going to have my timer going, and then you are going to give me a recap of each of these. You ready? I love it. All right. Why can't I stop sending? What was that about, David? Go ahead. Um, this was a. Question really just uh, related to JD. Laura and I figured this out. Uh, I, man, all these, it's going to be a, a reach to remind, but this one was listened to over 20,000 times, which is pretty nuts. Um, and then all of these over that up to 30s. But um, this one was related to sin nature, how as Christians, I think we talked about Romans 7, Paul, how as believers, um, there's a sin nature, which means sin comes naturally to all of us. Even when you're uh, someone who's put your faith in Jesus, you've trusted that he is the Lord and Savior of your life, there's still a sin nature that until Jesus returns, he's dealt with the penalty of sin in your life. He's dealt with the uh, punishment. That's what penalty. And someday he's going to deal with the presence of it entirely. And right now he's dealing with the power of it through his spirit. So this one was how we as believers have to daily crucify just our sin nature and not do what feels natural, what comes natural, how that is a battle that all of us are constantly engaged in and why can't I stop sinning? So the answer is 
because you have a sin nature that you constantly have to say, I'm not going to listen to what I feel is right, what I just want to do. I want to do with God's word and listen to his spirit and God's people tell me to do. Boom. Man, you still had 47 seconds to spare. What should I talk about? I, I guess I just want to know in light of that, um, do, can I ever actually be sinless before I die? No. No. Well, I mean, so there's like, there's heretical groups, which just means people who have gone off the, they've left the reservation, so to speak, who have have built entire religions off of, hey, you can be sinless if you just have enough of whatever, you just have the most spiritual moment, then you'll be sinless. So no, the answer would be, there's always going to be a sin nature. You can go moments without sin, but the only person who is ever perfect and without sin is Jesus. First John even tells us that he who claims to be without sin is a liar. And we just wow. gotta say, all the people are over here thinking. Then what's the point? Well, up, and you're gonna have to. We're out <laughs> yeah, of time, Laura. <laughs> Jesus is the point, and that is oh, wow. Time. Those Christmas bells. <laughs> it is. Tis the season Who to be jolly. That? That, Who chose that? Yeah. Should I change that really quick? One second. No, dude. You're good. It's good for now. All right. Okay, next one. Number nine. The purpose of prayer. Number nine. Three, two, one. Go. What is the purpose of prayer? Purpose of prayer is talking to God that you would share and let your request be known to God. It's having a relationship with him. You can't have a relationship with somebody that you don't talk to. And so prayer is simply talking to God. How we do that, how it should be informing, and how that should be a part of, not informing, which is a part of our constant uh, reality and daily moments. I think in this episode, not I think, but in this episode we talked about something that I think is so crucial to people's life, which is prayer doesn't have to be this this um, just five minutes in the morning or some hyper-spiritual, spiritualized or over-spiritualized where you go and you're praying, our Father who live in heaven, but where you're just talking to God about everything, whether it is, man, God, I'm going to get highlights in my hair. Help the highlights to be great. Help me to be God's man as I walk in. I'm not getting highlights, by the way, but I was pointing to Laura. <laughs> help me to be God's man as I walk into this conversation. I'm going to be tempted to not be yielded to your spirit. Will you help this podcast that we're doing right now to do well, I, God, we help everybody who's listening to this to leave encouraged and to leave with a greater desire to know you. We hope my um, this date to go well. We hope my anxiety to not spike over the fact that I'm going to this wedding and I'm going to be reminded of the fact that things are not going in my life. Just a constant God loves you. Everything you care about, First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, cast all your cares on God because he cares for you which is tell everything that you care about to God because you're what he cares about. And so in this one, we talked about just, you know, my kids. I'm delighted when they bring me requests or they come to me with things and they ask me to do something because it shows me that they know that I care enough to want to do something and they believe I'm powerful enough to do something. And so when we go to God, we bring him requests knowing that he cares for us and that he's powerful enough to do something. Boom! Mm. Man, 10 seconds left. Does God talk back? Uh, he has already spoken through his word, but sometimes he talks back. Okay, good to know. Also, my question for this one is... Um, Laura, we're out of time. <laughs> Why you got to be dropping that? David, we're staying on a strict David, schedule. Listen, here's what the people are thinking right now. They're thinking David is like when you push 1.5 on your um, on your podcast and do super speed. You, you talk like that sometimes naturally, I feel like. Sure. Yeah, it's really good. Thank you. Thank you both. This is going to be the one. Oh. Everyone hates that noise. Okay, next one, number eight, the dating category, Christian versus cultural. Mm, I remember when we did this one. We were Me in too. the loft. We were. Yeah, I think so, I might have called in. Yep, you're using your time. I see what you're trying okay, to do. Yeah, I haven't I, the time oh, yeah, yet. No, so no, no, no. here we go. Three, two, one. 
Uh, we did this one on the loft. It was great. Elena called in. We talked through the differences in terms of cultural dating versus Christian dating, which are really vast because when you date and you're just coming to Jesus or you're trying to grow in your faith, all of our life, we've been taught from the time that we were watching Corey and Topanga to right now with The Bachelor to, you know, whatever examples in your life. Maybe you grew up with parents who just were a terrible example of what love life should look like. And then as Christians, we're to take biblical principles and there's no dating manual in the Bible. Dating didn't exist. So we take biblical principles, we reverse engineer them, or marriage principles from the Bible, reverse engineer them, and let those inform how we're to interact with people, how we're to be considerate, how guys should lead well, not leave room for confusion, how we should be honest and speak the truth to one another and love, and the vast differences between Christian dating and cultural dating. We talk through like sex, not introducing sex. In the relationship, because God says, hey, sex is for the context of marriage. It's an amazing gift. You should have tons of sex in marriage. I'm going to get an email for that because somebody's going to be like, that's not the purpose. Anyways, I don't want to waste my two minutes on that. And, uh, and we just talked through what does it look like? One of the key aspects of young adulthood is the dating life. And how do I date as a Christian? Not as culture says, but as a follower of Christ, not a follower of culture. And we laid that out. So you don't want to miss that. You can go check that out. I believe, when was that one? I don't know, but you have 30 seconds to figure it out. It was in May, May 4th. 20, be with you. 25,000 people. Be with you. May the 4th. Wow. Be with you. Cinco de Mayo. No. That's the 5th. <sighs> Anyways, I think with Christian versus cultural dating, it, it's just so funny because there's Christians make dating so intense. Yes. We also talked about that. We should just casually date more and like respect women, but also ask women out. By men. casually, you mean not intense, be intentional. Like, oh my gosh, one date means I'm asking for your hand in marriage. Yeah, don't do that. Yep. All right, three, two, one. Oh, That's man. Better. All right, here we go. Next one, sitting at number six. I don't remember this one. Was I on this one? How to work at work. I wasn't on this one. Do you remember it? Oh, yeah. It was in January, I believe. Okay. Here we go. Which, was I, it Carson? No, I think you were on this one. Oh. Work, 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 work. I know. That's what I think of when I think Okay. Of it too. You ready? Yeah. Go. How to work at work, January of last year. This was well before quarantine. And um, oh, how it would have changed if we <laughs> were talking about Zoom. How and to work at work. Honoring, you know, people in your life through Zoom. Uh, I think we just talked through, as Christians, the principles from Colossians 3 and Ephesians chapter 6 and Titus chapter 2, where uh, the principles are laid out how we, as servants of Christ, should operate underneath uh, non-Christian leaders or Christian leaders and just how we're to serve underneath the leaders that God places over us, particularly in a work environment, and how we should use that as an opportunity to bring glory to Christ. We should not find our identity in how we work. We should work hard as though we're working for the Lord and not for man. And we should try to honor him in all that we do, that we should stand out for the ways that we have integrity and we should stand out for the ways that we don't gossip about our coworkers and that we're a light that Jesus has placed. And Matthew chapter five, he tells us, at the office or at the work environment or on the team and a part of the organization that he's had, and we should shine. That's really good. I know. My my encouragement would be that you don't have to work at church to be the church at work. Mm. So, like, you have a responsibility. It's not like, hey, I want to go into ministry. It's everyone's in ministry because the world is a ministry. So you want to know how to go to work at work? Be the church at work. All right? Yep. 
All right, next one. Let's go ahead and jump to number five. A politically correct one made it up there with Mr. Vody Bauckham. That was a fun morning. He lives in Zambia, so we had to we had to get up here and have a uh, Zoom call with him at what time was that? It was like early, like seven. Yeah, seven, seven thirty, thirty maybe. I mean, it's nothing like waking up and going straight to a views for the porch. I know. You know, I much rather be sitting on the porch looking at the views in my front yard, sipping a cup of coffee. But we were talking politics with Vody Bakum over all the way in Zambia, and just recap that conversation because it was a really interesting one that we've gotten a lot of uh, mixed reviews on. This one is kind of surprising to me that this one is in the uh, top five. Mm-hmm. Top five listens. And it like, wasn't that long ago. It, it hasn't wasn't lived very long. long. Yeah, like this one is honestly a, a sleeper and shocker because it's only been out for like a, like six weeks. And the fact that none of the other politically correct are here yet. But anyways, Vody Bakum, like you said, we got here early. He was 12 hours ahead. He graciously joined us. Vody is a titan in the church. And by that, I just mean he is a guy who's been, who this generation of Christian leaders, I know at least for myself, we are standing on the shoulders of giants like Vody and others in his generation who fought battles that we didn't have to in terms of the church and just how to be more effective and reaching the lost in this time period that God has us. But he's also a brilliant Oxford grad. Uh, he's just one of the smartest thinkers that is a part of the body of Christ, I think, right now. And um, and we talked about social justice and the dangers of buying into any justice that's not biblical justice. This was one that was not only 50 minutes long, but I would say, I, I don't know how lo- how fast you guys listen to podcasts. I'm a 1.5 guy. We can tell. Yeah, I'm a one. I'm a one. Like it stresses me out. Yeah, it's, really? it's like, yeah. ah. Yeah, seriously. Uh, my something tells me that for you, though, it like sounds like a one in your mind. Yeah, it may. And it also, when it's a one, I'm like, what am I doing with my life? I know. Yeah. But you kind of thrive on chaos. Let's be honest. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. How long do I have? You have 32 seconds. Okay. So in this one, Vody laid out, and I was going to say, it's not just 50 minutes, but it's one that even if you listen to 1.5, you need to listen at a one or a 0.75 because he throws out terms that are just big terms that are... Uh, dangerously seeping into culture and the church and how we think that are unbiblical. And he's just standing on the wall of saying, we as Christians fight for biblical justice. We fight against oppression, but your terms really matter. And that was a really, really important episode. Boom. Good. All right. Next up, we have number four. I like this one. Mm-hmm. I think you'd love this one. You think so? How to think this for yourself. This one was your idea, David. Yeah, you were so pumped. Really? You were, like, you were like, as the leader of young adults, I'm looking around at a bunch of young adults who don't know how to think for themselves. CNN is telling them how to think. And if CNN is telling you how to think, and the Bible's not telling you how to think, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm still on your show right now. No, <laughs> you, you do it, bro. Yeah, yeah, two minutes, Hon- go. Honestly, I, I'm glad you said that because I was like, what did we talk about on this one? Mm-hmm. But what we talked about was, hey, whether it's CNN, whether it's Fox News, social whether media. it's social media, whether it's some influencer or some Hollywood person or your grandma, are you thinking biblically? What informs you? What is informing you? Running everything through the lens of what does the Bible say about this? This is another one that honestly kind of surprises me because it wasn't that long ago that we did this one. And the fact that it would jump to, you know, 30,000 um, people listening to this episode is interesting. Yeah, the, the top three are, are pretty pretty recent. Yeah. So anyways, that one we laid out running through a lens of what does the scripture say about everything? 
how we should think about and not just jumping on the latest hashtag cultural trend, not just jumping on whatever the news, because we live in a day and age where no matter what news source you're listening to, I mean, the conservative side and the liberal side, they're not telling you what's going on. They're trying to tell you how to think. Everyone's trying to tell you how to think. And it's candidly, it's easier to just go, oh, I'll just think whatever they tell me to think versus doing the hard work of going, how would the Bible inform how I think about this situation? And how would Jesus think about this situation? And how do I learn to think for myself, not have others tell me how to think, but think for myself? And I think 2020 has exposed a lot of ways that Christians are not doing this. Mm-hmm. Trend and, over truth. Trend over truth. Did you just come up with I that? I did. I must have made a post about that. Wow. <laughs> That's really good. I, I, literally, I, must, I might have something to say about that. Trend over truth. Mm. You should have named it that. Yeah, we really... Okay. Anyways, you have 16 seconds. Anything else you'd like to say? Nope. I feel Bible great. first, Bible most. Whoa. All right. Next one we have up is number three. Number three. Becoming unoffendable. Another one that you loved. You you know what? Are you just listening to yourself? Yeah, I do. All I'm year repeat. long. I'm is looping he, are it. these views you? I am looping it. Uh. And uh, <laughs> this is actually my ringtone. He's and, like, uh, every time you get offended, you're like, you know what? Well, today I'm becoming unoffendable as told by me. <laughs> this one was. Uh, and go. This one was in February. So let me reach back into uh, mm-hmm. a long time ago. Um, and if y'all remember stuff about this, jump in. But I think what we covered was. We live in a time where everybody's offended about everything. And this was before the pandemic. This was before, you know, everyone is so divided about how they, I mean, today everything's so divided. So this was even before that and how everyone is so quick to be offended over what you said or you didn't say this or your the tone or, you know, even the word or just here's my thoughts. And then how is believers, Proverbs 19.11 says, it is to, this is very important, it is to one's glory or it is a glorious thing. One of the highest encouragements or adjectives and greatest adjectives the Bible can give is to say something is glorious. It talks about the heavens and the sky are glorious. It talks about how Christ is glorious, how God is full of glory. And take that, and the Proverbs say in chapter 19, it is a glorious thing to overlook an offense. In other words, when someone offends you, it is a glorious thing to be secure enough, to be Christ-like enough, to be loving, compassionate, extending the benefit, to be um, uh, a person who says, you know what, I'm extending grace. I'm overlooking that offense. I'm not negative interpreting, negatively interpreting. I'm going to extend grace to that person. And the scripture says, when a human being does that, that is one of those supernatural, glorious, amazing moments when they choose to extend grace. It's a God-like moment because God is the ultimate one who extends grace to all of us. So we just talked through how to do that. And if you are, um, if you haven't listened to that one, this was in February. It was February 10th. And I'd encourage you to go listen to it and check it out. Pretty good. Coming unoffendable. So good. All right. And sitting at number two, what do you know? A dating podcast. And this one is Dating All About Flirting. I love this one. Yes. And go. 
Okay, dating, flirting, no surprises here. We just talked about what it, was, it looked like as believers to not tease things out, to not play the games. Mm-hmm. Um, is flirting a sin? Is flirting, flirting wrong? What does flirting even mean? How does that look like? How you may be flirting without even realizing it and how that's not honoring to your brother or sister in Christ. And what does it look like to put the vibe out but to not be doing so in a way that is dishonoring to Christ or is confusing to another person? And, um, and really, this one was for J.D., Oh God! Who, <laughs> who, uh, you know, has has confessed often. This is a huge. He's challenge. kidding. This and, could uh, get. It would be hard to sit picking. in your shoes, JD. I know he I is know. kidding. <laughs> Say you're kidding. I I wish I was. He, oh, was, hey, he listened to episode three, becoming undefendable. So he's uh, chill. There are too many Christian guys out there with the rap of being a Christian player that you cannot just say things like that. No, I think That's I threw I threw myself under the bus on this one. No, definitely not, JD. Of uh, being in in college, somebody who was unaware of of just not leading well be the best way. To, I think that was the story I told of the girl that I was dating. Yeah, yeah. And I was yeah. like, she was like, oh, you you know, you have a a, a a reputation of leading people on. I'm like, what? What are you talking about? Well, there's a girl in my sorority. She's a tridelt, and I'm like, another tridelt that I led on. I've never dated another tri. Delta? Never tried a Delta? And uh, she was like, she steps out. We're on a date. She steps outside. We're at my house. She steps outside the house. And she's like, well, I'm going to call her. Calls her. She comes back in. She's like, actually, she's going to come over. So the girl I was taking on a date leaves the house. Anyways, I told that story. If you want to hear the end of it, it's it's a pretty crazy story. But it uh, it was a bad example of what not to do. And that was in July, July 13th. Yeah. More of this, David. We need more of these stories. Yeah. Bring them out the vault. With a final 10 question or 10 seconds, I would just say um, honor people. All right. Last but not least, sitting at number one, is the Old Testament relevant to my life? Go. Old Testament relevant to my life. Here's what I remember. You guys jump in if you remember something different. Um, number one. You said no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was just, <laughs> nope. The end. Is it relevant? Nope. None at all. Uh, Move to part two. This was in June. Like, that's another surprising one, that this one would have significantly more, man, this is like, um, lots of people listening to, is the Old Testament relevant? Which is, would it, I would have missed that on a test. It would be the most. This one, we walk through how, the answer is yes. And then we walk through how it's relevant to your life, how to study the Old Testament. Because a lot of people are like, um, they come at Christians and are like, well, you guys eat pork and the Old Testament says don't eat pork. And the way that it's relevant is not exactly word for word. Oh, this is how it was meant to be applied then is how I should apply it today. In other words, it has teachings in the Old Testament that were relevant to the nation of Israel, instructions that God gave on how the king should lead. That doesn't mean that as a Christian in America, I'm to call for the king or to call for the president to operate the same way that the king was told to operate in the Old Testament. But there are principles that I can take away from the Old Testament, every single law, every teaching, every story. And I have to take out and go, what is this principle telling me about God? How is this relevant to my life? How do I apply this? So for to use the king example, in Deuteronomy chapter 22, it talks about how the king of Israel should have his own scroll of the scriptures. He should have his own Bible, basically, that the priest should. And in this day and age, not everyone had Bibles. You'd go to the temple or you'd go and hear the teaching. But he's going, hey, the priest should have a, a Bible and the king should have a Bible because you want a person in leadership to be informed by a higher authority, which is God. So we just said, man, God's heart is that people who are in leadership should be informed by God's word. That's one example of how we 
take out what's the principle and how does this apply to my life? But the answer is yes. And Jesus threads his way all the way through the Old Testament and points to him. Boom, done. Wow. And that is a wrap on Made it. the top 10 views in the porch of 2020. Mm. That's some gold right there. Some gold. Yep. Hey, well, we're going to have to do at least another one in 2020. I think we should, if you have an idea of what else we should cover that we haven't covered this year, mm-hmm. we'd love to hear from you. And also, if you want to win maybe some free porch swag or something like that, we'll let you know. Tag, repost this episode and then tag us and put on the story, um, my favorite views from the porch this year was, and then like put the title and let us know because we'd love to hear it. Boom. And we're going to give away, we got brand new porch swag. Uh-huh. It looks good too. Hi, it does yeah. look good, man. We got some some talented people making this stuff. But anyways, we love you guys. What a fun year. It is amazing that... Um, Millions of times these messages were listened to this past year. That's crazy. And um, so hopefully they were helpful. And more than that, hopefully they pointed you back to Jesus and God's word. But we love you guys. As always, if you have questions, email us at info at the porch.live. Tag this. Tell us your favorite. And we're going to give away some porch merch. And um, we'd love to hear from you as always. And hope you have an amazing Christmas break. And we'll see you next week for another episode of Views from the Porch. We want to thank you for listening to Views from the Porch. For more information about The Porch Ministry, visit us at theporch.live or follow us on social media at The Porch.